2: This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
1: Let's go! This is The Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on vSyn. <laughs>
2: Super Sports Betting Sunday continues here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, and we're smack dab in the middle of the 56 hours of free video coverage right now. VSIN.com. We have every angle covered, every aspect of the big game covered for you. And coming up in one hour, the sit down exclusive Brent Musburger and legendary sports better Billy Walters with a one on one. This is an exclusive interview right here, VSIN.com. For more information, it's VSIN.com. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. You know what? I'm going to be hanging out with two Jersey guys here at yeah. Lombardi. Charlie Weiss is going to join us now, looking forward to this. Uh, of course, four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss joins us here on the Lombardi line. Hey, Coach, how are you doing?
1: Good morning. Uh, first of all, let me say congratulations to Mike on his son being the new opposite coordinator for the Las Vegas Raiders.
3: Well, thank you, Charlie. Your son's doing an incredible job, too. I think that'll be an honor that you'll be receiving pretty soon, too, the way his career's gone. So thank you very much. I appreciate you.
1: So far, so good. So let's get going here.
2: All right, so let's get going with the offense. You just mentioned your son's a coordinator. His son's a coordinator, so let's talk offense. Burrow Stafford, what stands out individually about the two quarterbacks, Coach?
1: I, th- I think Stafford's a little bit underrated, to tell you the truth. You know, like right now, uh, Burrow's everyone's favorite flavor ice cream. Everyone wants to talk about just Joe Burrow because it's been a, it's been a great story, especially coming off the injury from last year with a team that was really not not expected to you know to be in this position right now. But if you go back really and look at last week's games. And watch the way Matt Stafford, uh, Matt Stafford played against Tampa. I mean, he was phenomenal. So really, this is this is this is not a one one-trick pony uh, Super Bowl. You got two quarterbacks that have have very very good ability and a good, very good chance to be dominant forces in this game.
3: Hey Charlie, when you watch the tape and you see, see Cincinnati's style of defense, how do you think he's going to approach the, the Rams? Because we know McVay will run the football. If he gives him that cover two shell, we know he's going to run it. How do you think he's going to approach this in terms of what is he going to take
1: away, the Bengal defense? Well, I think that the I think that he has to run the ball enough attempts. Forget about production. He's got to rough, rush enough attempts just to keep the keep the Bengals from just sitting there and playing in a two-shell the whole time. Let's face it. If you look at the Bengals, uh, Bengals' defense and you look at the Rams' offense, what's the first thing the Bengals' defense needs to do? They need to take away number 10. I mean, that doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure that. So... The easiest way for them to do that without exposing their whole secondary is to be in a, in, in a too high, too high shell where you got safeties helping on both sides. So I think that if the Rams could at least have enough rushing attempts in the game, you know, I think that they'll, they'll have a chance of being very successful in this game.
2: Conversely, and we're talking to Charlie Weiss here, of course, four-time Super Bowl champ. It's a Lombardi Line on Super Bowl Sunday. Conversely. You know, those nine sacks kind of this is what we've been talking about with this leaky offensive line in the Bengals. How would you approach the offensive game plan for the Bengals, Coach?
1: Well, I think that you really got to try to take some pressure off of Joe Burrow, even though everyone wants to, you know, make his bust for Canton right now. (laughs) I mean, this, this this is a different step that we're talking right now. And before you can start getting into the conversation of, being one of the great ones you got to be able to win a championship. I think that Joe Mixon is one of those one of those guys that people aren't even looking at as a as a guy who could be you know the the key person in this game. If Joe Mixon if the offensive line can get Joe Mixon going, it'll help the offensive line in their attempt to block the pass cuz they have not been very good at it. You know, you know this year and That could be their Achilles heel in this game.
2: 21 attempts there, Coach, for Mixon and 88 yards versus the Chiefs, 14 and 54 versus the Titans. Do you expect Zach Taylor to commit to this run game? We know he has committed on first down as far as running the football. Do you expect Taylor to commit to the run?
1: Well, I mean, you just gave the stats, which told the story. I mean, 14 rushing attempts and nine sacks, right? Isn't that the same game? Yes, sir. In the 14 rushing attempts, didn't they, didn't they give up nine sacks yep, you in the You nailed it. Game? Yes, sir. So, Well, if they, if they do that again, they're going to get the crap kicked
2: out of them. <laughs> I think that's well put. Charlie Weiss joining us. We lost Michael for a second. He'll be back here in just a bit. Four-time Super Bowl champ on the Lombardi line. So we are a betting network. And I'll just tell you this. The total is set at 48-and-a-half. Do you expect offensive fireworks tonight?
1: Well, I think that the, the only thing I can't factor in right now are turnovers. You know, you really don't know what's going to happen with turnovers. And the other thing is these games usually don't get off to a fast start, but they usually have a bunch of scoring in the second half. You know, by, by, nature, by nature, if I ever had to pick one or the other, I'm always going over. I'm, I'm very seldom going under because I'm an offensive guy and I want to see offensive, offensive football. But I think that in this game, it's still going to come down to who takes care of the ball the most. So picking a winner is one thing. Picking how many points are scored is something else. You know, I'm an offensive guy. I'm always going over.
2: Coach, what the difference as far as just the build-up, the pomp and circumstance, you know, the Bengals specifically come into this with the experience isn't there. We saw the Rams in this position a few years back. But what is the difference with the magnitude of the Super Bowl on these guys?
1: Well, the, the the biggest thing they got going for them is is mojo, right? Yeah, I mean they got momentum. They got momentum. They they got that air about them that 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 underdog that underdog mentality that you know they're playing up in there. I mean Zach can come out and tell everyone, well, we're not the underdogs, but you know, in in, in that locker room, they're playing they're playing that to its finest. So I think that Cincinnati comes in there with a lot looser than the Rams. I mean, because their expectations were never to be where they are right now. And when you play loose, usually you have an opportunity, you know, for, for good things to happen. Now, the Rams are the ones that they mortgage, the, they mortgage everything to win this year. And if they do win this year, it was worth it. Okay, but they have a lot more pressure on them when, it comes, when you look at the big picture than the Bengals do.
2: Coach, Yeah, well put. Coach Charlie Weiss joining us. So, Michael is leaning Rams. As a matter of fact, you know, the number right now, Charlie, is four and a half. The Rams are a four and a half point favorite. Michael said he probably would have made that number closer to the Rams, a six and a half point favorite. Do you agree with Michael's line of thinking as far as the Rams being favored here?
1: Have you told me that the number of turnovers in the game are even? I'd say that I'd say the Rams by a lot more than four and a half. Really? OK, by I, I a lot. 'Cause I think they have better players. Okay, but at the end at the end of the day, I mean, if they lay the ball on the ground four times like they did against Tampa, I mean, Cincy will Cincy will win the game.
2: The, the other side of this, as far as, yeah, I like how you mentioned the Bengals coming into this, uh, playing with house money, the, the looseness of the team right now, and the connection with Burrow and Chase. You know, we're talking about props a lot, Coach, as far as Chase is concerned. Do you expect Burrow and Chase to hook up a lot? And also, do you expect there to be an island with Ramsey and Jamar Chase?
1: Well, I mean, the fact that you have a guy like Jalen Ramsey that, that can match up, you know, I think it is a very, very strong positive for the Rams. But didn't I just watch Mike Evans run right by Jalen Ramsey? Yes, you did. And, and the game against Tampa. So, I mean, even the good ones can get beat. That was on a little bit of a double move. But even even the good ones could get beat. But I think that because the Rams have Jalen Ramsey, it gives them the opportunity to do one of two things. You can put them on Jalen and then help everyone else, or you could you could help Help on jailing with somebody else, freeing um, help help on chase with somebody else, freeing and jailing and, you know jailing to shut down somebody else. I think really at the end of the day, I mean the two guys, the two main guys that the Rams have to be concerned with are Chase and uh, of course Joe uh, Chase and of course Joe Mixon, as I said before. And if you watched in the last game, the one thing, the, another underrated portion of the last game were those were those runs that burrow where he pulled the ball down and got necessary yardage multiple times i think the rams can't just play a too high shell and and let a linebacker have to worry about trying to tackle joe burrow by himself
2: okay coach before we say goodbye we can't account for turnovers like you just said but let me get a prediction here coach charlie weiss a prediction super bowl 56 you
1: know i I, you know because I have no skin in the game, my head wins out over my heart. Okay, my head tells me the ram, Rams in the game. Okay, my heart's rooting for Cincinnati just because I always root for the underdog when I have no skin in the game. But when I have no skin in the game, my head always w- wins out over my heart. So, therefore, I'm I'm, I'm, pick, I'm picking the Rams to win the game. And if all bets are even, I think the Rams could win the game, you know, by two scores if it, it came down to it.
2: SiriusXM XM NFL radio, four-time Super Bowl champ. He's coach Charlie Weiss. Coach, great job, man. Thank you so much for the time today. All right, take care. Okay, there he goes, Coach Charlie Weiss. Of course, you're wondering where Michael is. The Borgata, I kid you not, the Borgata in Atlantic City has lost internet, but we will get him back, don't worry. Josh is going to join us as well. Just right now, I just want to let you know, we are starting to see that hook come back. Again, half a point hook. Rams, four sitting here yesterday. I'm looking across the board at about 10 books, and I'd say seven have the Rams up to four and a half. So Ram money coming in right now, and that total sitting 48 and a half. We continue along here on Super Bowl Sunday. It's v Sin, the Sports Betting Network.
5: Listening to the Lombardi line
1: on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Once again, here's Patrick Maher.
2: Okay, it's ExpressBet First Bet. Get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000. Get 10 bucks instantly when you do sign up. And up to a $1,000 bonus, it's vcin.com slash horses for details. That's vcin.com slash horses. And remember, when you go to ExpressBet, use that bonus code Vegas1000. Okay, it's vcin, the sports betting network, 56 hours of coverage. You're now just 45 minutes away from the one-on-one. I cannot wait for it. The whole entire betting industry Cannot wait for this. It is Billy Walters, the white whale, the Michael Jordan of sports betting, and Brent Musburger, the GOAT. They're going to sit down together, and we've got it exclusively here. Let's go to vston.com for the information. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. You can see over my shoulder, it's starting to get busy here, man. The props are going nuts. Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. We're going to get him up in just a second. We bring in Josh Applebaum, of course, Market Insights. You know, Josh, you and I, during the break, we're talking about the total, which most books opened right around 49 and a half. I I love to see the sophistication of a betting market because you're starting to see that total come down, which means some under money here. Uh, Just... As a primer, I took a look back to last year. Remember, that total with the Bucks and Chiefs closed 56. So that was a nosebleed and obviously a 31-9 finish, so well under. Let's talk about some of these trends as far as the total in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, you're totally right, Patrick. So if you just look at recent years, we've seen kind of an undertrend. Remember that Patriots game against the Rams, that was a 13-3 game. I think the total there was, I want to say it opened like 55, maybe got down to 52. So I think if you're betting the Super Bowl, here's the thing. like When we get to the biggest game of the year, this is the biggest game where the public comes in to bet. They may not have grinded all year long betting regular season, but it's the big game. People are having parties. They want to have some fun. And you got to remember, there's a, a thing going on in the market right now where with this influx of public betting, the biggest sporting event of the year, where's the public going to want to lean you know psychologically you're going to lean a little bit to the favorite you're going to lean to the over so kind of going contrarian you know can have some value now when we were talking about the the dog opportunity there with the Bengals it's 50-50. There's not much contrarian value there. It's an inflated line spot. But Patrick, to your point with the under, it looks kind of sharp. You know, it opened around 50. Uh, you have a majority of bets here at BetMGM. Almost 60% of bets taking the over. Want to root for points. Want to have a high-scoring game. Have some fun. But we did see it fall. You know, around 50, down to 48.5. But here's the other thing. This is why sports betting is challenging. Today, we're starting to see buyback on that over, Patrick. A lot of those forty-eight and a halves are now juiced up to around minus 115. Yep. I see at least one shop at 49. So, Game day action again, leaning more back toward today with the Rams, leaning a bit to the over. But again, you look at these trend. The trends really benefit the under, Patrick. If you look again, last three years Super Bowl unders are three and zero. When the total is forty eight or higher, we consider a high total. Uh, the under is six and two since two thousand eight. You also look at unders this playoffs eight and four to the under. Rams are two and one to the under in the postseason since he's three and zero. So to me, Patrick. If you're looking at one of these spots, remember there are teaser opportunities. So if you like the Bengals, you want to get some more room, you could take them up to 10 and a half, go through seven, go through 10. It really depends on your perspective on the total. Like uh, right now it bottomed out. It looks like it's creeping back up. You could tease that total down to 42 and a half. You want to go the other way and go with these under trends. You could tease it up to 54 and a half. So a lot of options here, Patrick, but early money went under and now game day money looks like it's creeping back up to 49. It tells me if you like the over, 40 and a half is your best number. Yeah, With
2: these numbers, I wouldn't advise a teaser. I would say if you are going to tease the Bengals up, Josh, get a four and a half and go through that 10. Let's make sure that we get that in there. And as far as the splits, you see it right there, Josh, BetMGM and John Ewing. I mean, these are razor thin. It's weird that it's the Super Bowl and it's a standalone, Josh. But these, I mean, the the bets, the handle, the tickets, it's essentially 50-50, not just on
0: the spread, but also the total. Yeah, you're totally right, Patrick. So, again, kind of even money. And, again, when you look at kind of betting splits, I think the important thing is try to compare that to the line movement. So we have 50-50 basically action here on this game. Tells you maybe Sharps have a disagreement. Some liked them early there with uh, the Rams, like three and a half, four. Now you do have some buyback there, Bengals four and a half. But theoretically, 50-50 action, a line shouldn't move at all. So we do know that maybe these sharper wagers did lean Rams early based on that movement. And to your point, you know, going contrarian, the contrarian play would be the under because we have 50-50 tickets on the spread, but it is around 60% to that over, and it has dipped a little bit. So I'll lean under here a little bit, Patrick. I think Charlie Weiss, our our last guest here, was talking about it, maybe even targeting like no score in the first six minutes or first quarter under. You tend to see these Super Bowls start off a little slow, and then maybe you get a better number on a live line.
2: Yeah, I'm starting to get, you know, your your Bengals four and a half, and John, is on the Bengals here no surprise there with my man going contrarian but I heard you know honestly the way that Michael's talking about this game and Charlie Weiss, Charlie Weiss said all things considered equal and that always comes down to turnovers when we're talking the NFL and football in general he said he likes the Rams by a lot and <laughs> another thing we just went to 195 on the money line so again if you want to bet the Rams it got up to two dollars and when we say two dollars here on the network we that, essentially what we're saying is to win a dollar you got to bet on the Rams just to win the game, mitigate that point spread. We were down to 185 when I walked in here this morning, and we're back up to 195.
0: We're starting to see that favorite money come in here. Yeah, and really, Patrick, you know, kind of one thing that I was looking at, and again, when you get to the Super Bowl, we have this two-week, you know, lead-up to the game. So I think a lot of, you know, things that I think about are, you know, early money and early movement compared to, like, midweek and then game day movement. I always put a lot of stock into game day movement because that's really when the odds makers kind of have the best feel for where the money is, where the liability is, their limits get raised later in the week. So I'm wondering, Patrick, like, when that opened three and a half, uh, was it, and again, you talk about, like, true moves and fake moves. You know, Billy Walters in the upcoming interview, I don't know if he touches on on this, but sharps uh, sometimes Patrick like to head fake like they'll hit maybe the Rams early at low limits to bring this thing up to four and a half to get a better number on their true position the Bengals now I don't know if that's true but look at that total you know they hit the under early now it's rising did they hit the under just to bring it down to get a better number now hit it now these are the little things you look out for I don't think there's a, a really a perfect way to identify a true mover ver- basic against a maybe kind of a head fake move but game day movement to me is the great equalizer and it is leaning Rams and is starting to lean back to the over yeah just 30 minutes away
2: from the sit down. I hope they talk about line manipulation with Brent and Billy because I know Chris Andrews behind my shoulder. They're grinding Vinny and the crew and Jimmy Vicaro. They don't like line manipulation and that is something that is (laughs) maybe you could explain that or elucidate a little bit on that
0: for new betters when you're talking about line manipulation, Josh. Yeah, so line manipulation is basically like we're going to hit something, not the side that we really like, but we're going to hit it. And what that means is, you know, bet a big amount early or whatever the limits are, allow you to bet. And that's not a true position. The whole point is to kind of move the market one way, manipulate it so that you can come back later at a higher limit. Again, be able to bet more money on your true position. So in this case, was it, hey, do they hit the Rams early three and a half to bring it up to four and a half and then hit the four and a half? That's the sort of thing you like to look for. And this can be maddening for bettors because is it a true move? Is it not? But again, late movement to me is the great equalizer and it is leaning Rams. It is leaning a little bit to the over now. I would
2: say, and Josh Applebaum here at Lombardi line, of course, here on VCN, the sports betting network, we're going to get Michael back. We've got Thomas Gable coming up. We've got Phil Sims coming up. So we're jam packed. I would say the one thing just as far as probability and taking a look at a, coming, uh, a few of the props, uh, Akers' money is coming. And we just heard, you know, we had Mike Martz on yesterday. He loved the over as far as acres at 62 and a half. Weiss just said he likes Akers. What I would say is there is such, there is so much discussion as far as what McVay going to do as far as handing out the football, including Henderson, who's back off the IR. Remember, Higby, the tight end, and the tight end is important here because Stafford loves going to that tight end and the Bengals don't defend the tight end. However, Henderson's back. Great catcher out of the backfield as well. Michelle, and then, of course, you've got Cam Akers. We'll throw up his props.
0: Just as far as dissemination, I'd be worried here betting one of these three. I would be a little bit too, Patrick. So again, Henderson being activated does he take away some snaps from Acres? Also, remember Sony Michelle. You know, if you're like an anytime touchdown scorer and you like Acres, is Michelle kind of the bigger back? Get it at the one yard line and punch it in. These are the little things you got to keep an eye out for. So with Acres, it has been very popular to his over 58 and a half up to 63 and a half. But I think what's important, Patrick, is not is trying not to get the worst of the number. Like if you're betting the Acres over 63 and a half right now you're getting it at the worst number after it's moved five points. And sometimes what a lot of wise guys do who tend to lean on nos and minus numbers and unders where the public really loves, you know, overs and yeses and plus money is that they look for the big discrepancy. So at this point, is there value on acres now under at an inflated 63 and a half? These are the things you got to look at. It's not just what prop you like, it's what number you get. And really looking for big discrepancies that move and then you know high water or low water marking it. That's another way some wise guys like to approach props. MVP
2: Josh Applebaum, no surprise here. The quarterback's your favorites. Okay. You've got Stafford at one and a quarter plus one thirty, excuse me, one uh, plus one thirty five. You've got Burrow two and a
0: quarter plus two twenty five. And generally that's where we see it go to the quarterback. Yeah, you look at the last 10 years, Patrick, seven out of the last 10 MVPs have been quarterbacks. Also, I know a lot of, you know, people want to have some fun today and bet, you know, uh like OBJ, you know, 25 to 1 or some of these bigger ones and try to cash it. But this is kind of an award where it tends to go to chalk. Again, last 10 years, 7 out of the 10 have been quarterbacks. 7 out of the 10 winners have also been plus 500 or less. So there's only two players with plus 500 or less odds, Stafford and Burrow. Patrick Burrow is taking in the lion's share of these MVP bets. He's getting 18% of tickets, but 25% of the money up at BetMGM. And think of it this way, you can get the Bengals, what are they? Around plus plus 2, you know, plus 180 money line. If you think they're going to win and the award typically goes to the quarterback you could get a better payout if you bet actually Burrow MVP plus 225.
2: And that's a very important lesson there. That's correlative betting. Josh, there's a correlation there with his bets that new bettors can tie into. Okay, we continue. Stick around, Josh. We're going to get Michael back as well as we continue along here on Vison the Sports Betting Network. It's Super Bowl 56. 56 hours of coverage continues right here on v And, again, I'm so excited, so I'm going to keep on mentioning it. We're 35 minutes away from the sit-down with Brent Musburger and Billy Walters. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM.
1: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi... Once again, here's Patrick
3: Maher. Okay,
2: the Big Game Betting Guide is free to download right now. We've just got, still got plenty of time. Go to vcin.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide for the big game. And you know what I'm talking about. Trends, strategies, props, tips from our experts. It's vcin.com slash Super Bowl. Michael Lombardi at the Borgata. Is he? Yes, he is. We got my man back. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the vcin studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi watches a lot of tape. I don't know if there's anybody in media or anywhere that watches more tape than our next guest. Phil Sims, two-time oh, yeah. Super Bowl champ, joins us. Phil, first the off, best. thank you for joining. The great, the great one. There should be music playing when he comes off. There definitely <laughs> how, how, much ta- how much tape of the Bengals and Rams have you watched? And be honest, Phil.
5: Oh, I don't know. I, I, honestly, this week, not a lot because I cover them all year long, and there's so much said about the Super Bowl. I just go, okay, what is there really to put out there that a lot of people haven't heard, copy, or know? And, Patrick, let me say this. He beat me to the punch. The great one is on the other line for me, the Michael Lombardi. And he always, every time I pick up, I call him, he picks up the phone. Oh, great one. I mean, you know. (laughs) Wait,
2: wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Michael, before you say anything, I like you both because you both beat up on Christopher Mad Dog Russo, Sims and the Mad Dog. And then they had a picks contest, Phil, where Michael Lombardi beat Mad Dog's butt. So we like that. (laughs)
5: <laughs> oh, I like it. Yeah, I was keeping up with it all year long. He usually comes on on Fridays right after me. And uh, listen, the difference between, Mike, what you guys do, which I love, I have to pick every game on Tuesdays. I mean, my yeah. head is still swimming from the weekend, <laughs> but I did have a winning record overall picking all the games. So th- that's all I try to do, and at least I did that. It's not great, but I, I survived somehow.
3: I mean, they put you in such a bad spot, you know, especially, and I'm waiting until Sunday to make the picks, and and it's so difficult. But when you watch this game, and I know you've broken it down, Let's, let's look at it this way. What do you think Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor's offensive approach is going to be to cover up this offensive line today?
5: Well, you know, let me just start off with a little quick statement here. The Rams are not buying a Super Bowl title if they win. They just did things different than other teams in the NFL, and maybe some other teams will try to copy it if they're this close. Hard to copy it because we don't talk about anybody but the stars with the Rams. But their underbelly or whatever that second line of guys, they got a lot of good players, and that's the difference. And Cincinnati, what have they done? They're going to change all teams in the league, Mike. Every owner is going to sit there and go, well, hell, they went 10-7 and seven and went to the Super Bowl. Why can't we do that? And turn, Why can't we turn our team around as fast as the Bengals did there? So, whatever. Uh, Patrick, I'm sorry I had to get at, get that no, off please. my because people have been beating please. me up all week about that.
2: So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, we love it, Phil. So, the approach. So, not, what do you think about the Cincinnati yeah. O-line? Yeah. Hey, will they play six offensive
5: linemen sometimes today to get extra protection? They could do that. Of course, I, I will be shocked if they don't keep the running back in some, have the tight end chip, all those things that we all know. And they got to be careful. When you're playing an explosive pass rush like they are, don't lose the game early by being too aggressive and thinking, you know, get a feel for what that offensive line or defensive line is physically and then in person. And I always think this, too. Offensive linemen, as the game goes along, can adapt to the speed, the talent of the guy across from. And a little bit just to say this. Against Kansas City, the Cincinnati offensive line was borderline horrendous in the first half. But they did play better in the second. It wasn't great, but it was good enough to give Joe Burrow and those receivers a chance to win. So we're going to see a lot of things. But I would think Cincy's offense, by and large, get rid of it quick, be a little careful, try to run the ball, all those things to get into the flow of the game and, and don't let it blow up on you early.
2: The great Phil Simms joining us here on the Lombardi. I I have to ask you just specifically your thoughts on Joe Burrow. I know you've given him out plenty, but what do you see when you watch Joe Burrow, Phil?
5: Well, listen, listen, I'm not, I don't even, you know, I'm just going to tell the truth about it. When he came out, I liked him a lot, but I have to admit he's even much better than I ever expected him to be. I think the injury, I'm not going to say, look, it was a blessing for him, but the guy that I see now is so much physically better than the guy I saw last year. And, you know, the rehab, getting stronger, he got a little bigger. And, of course, he worked on his throwing, Mike, which is really these NFL quarterbacks, if you're not working on your throwing during the offseason to perfect it to get better, then you're losing ground and you don't love the game enough, in my opinion. But he's—I I got a chance in person at the uh, championship game. I went out there and kind of stood behind him and to the side so he wouldn't see me, and I watched him. And first off, he's a big dude. That was one thing. You know, got great legs, all that, which helps him get out of trouble sometimes. His movement—we saw him break some tackles with Chris Jones. But his arm is noticeably stronger. He's spinning it more. What does that mean? It means it's much easier to catch. It fights through the elements, whatever it is, and. You know, he is truly Joe Cool, and he reminds me, when I watch not Tom Brady, he reminds me of Joe Montana. I've said that. People told him I said that, and he goes, well, let's uh, slow down there a little bit. <laughs> 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 but he does remind me of that. Slick in the pocket, more athletic than we think, very graceful when he throws, and just a, a really good decision maker who can go from one receiver to the next about as good as anybody in the the NFL, and that's saying a lot about a young quarterback.
3: Let me ask you, Phil, when he got sacked those nine times in Tennessee, if that would have been you and you would have walked over to the great Bill Parcells, what would he have said to you?
5: (laughs) Hey, Tim's kids get rid of the rigging, you know. I mean, come on. it's not that hard. Find somebody, throw it to them. Of course, after he could yell at me, Mike, I would have went and sat on the bench, and I would sit next to Bart Oates, my center, which I did many times, and I would just wail on him. And he'd go, Well, Phil, it's not my guy. And I'd go, Bart, I don't care. You're the center, fix it. And he would always kind of yeah. like, Okay, I'll fix it. But, you, you know, the great thing about those sacks. Not the great thing, but the thing that stood out to me as I watched the game and as I watched it again on the Monday is that how he managed the game and he kind of realized what kind of game he was in, Mike and Patrick. So he wasn't willing to take a chance throwing the football or me getting sacked and try you know, desperation, throw those kind of things, and it worked out for him. So I'm not saying it was great, but the fact that he handled it and didn't turn the ball over and and was careful realizing, again, the game. And – Patrick, I talk about this with Mike all the time, and we've had a hundred discussions over the past. Managing games from the coaching aspect of it and your quarterback managing the game are so important, and, and Joe Burrow does that, I think, exceptionally well.
2: And 13 seasons in, Phil, you've got a manager over there in Matthew Stafford. McVay's approach, will he try to establish the run game against this Cincy D?
5: I think he's going to do what he's been doing here late in the year. I think he's going to really kind of be patient, run the ball, even though, you know, most of the time they're not good at it. I mean, my gosh, I saw him, I've seen more one yard and two yard runs, but it's just keeping your offensive lineman aggressive, keep the defense guessing a little. And that's all they're really trying to Yeah, they'd love to pop some big runs, they could. But I think that's just about pacing the game and doing what's overall right for your football team, keep your lineman aggressive. And like I said, maybe settle the defensive defensive lineman down just somewhat. But I think Sean McVay will be somewhat patient with the run game. If he sees that they can't get pressure on it and Stafford has time, then, you know, I would expect him then to open it up. And I love the Rams offense much better this time than I did three years or whatever how many years ago it was when they played New England in the Super Bowl. It just has more place to it. And, of course, the quarterback has made a big difference, too.
3: Yeah, I mean, his toughness, Phil, speak on that. I mean, I think that's really the difference. His ability to hold the football, that one-eighth of a second longer than Goff, has made a huge difference.
5: Well, you know, Mike, to me, the degree of difficulty, what Sean McVay asked him a lot of times. Now, they didn't. I think it is a year's Here late in the year, they've come up with more screens and little, uh, you know, blocking and delays and release that kind of stuff by the tight end. Get some easy throws, but the degree of difficulty in so many throws, and it's read to the right, one, two, whatever, and they're not open. Turn and throw a 15 to 20 yard in cut on the backside. Who the hell does that in the game? <laughs> you know, I mean, really, nobody. But Stafford is. The best in-cut thrower, I think, in the NFL. He was great in Detroit. His toughness is never talked about. He can stand in there, take beatings, take hits. We saw in Detroit, we've seen it in LA this year. And, hey, his big problem is just this. And he believes in that right arm so much. And he's never seen a window that was too small. So he believes, out oh, there it is. There's a little window. It's got that red far in a little bit, and he'll throw it in there. And he makes a lot of great throws. But, um, you know, that also takes a tip or two to change a game around. So we'll see how patient he is today.
2: Phil, I just have 30 seconds left, but I need a prediction from the great Phil Sims. What do you got?
5: You know, this Greatfield Sims thing, man, we got to stop that crap. The,
2: the greatest. Uh, so I love you, Parcells.
5: man. You, you go for it.
2: Anyway, <laughs> hey, Parcells
5: did it just to mock me a little bit. Oh, you talking about the Greatfield Sims. Oh, and it, and it's still- Whatever. My prediction is this. I'm going to take the Rams. I think they're the better team. I think they're going to handle the pressure. I take them 30 to 20 over the Bengals.
2: Okay. The average Phil Sims. Thank you, Phil. We appreciate you. Oh. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate <laughs> you so much. Thank that's you, Phil. All right, Phil. Michael. Patrick. Patrick. Okay. Thanks, NFL man. on CBS. He's a great guy. He's so good, man. Uh, that's Weiss, Lombardi, and Sims all on the Rams. Gable's next from the Borgata.
1: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with
5: You're listening to the
1: Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi... Once again, here's Patrick Maher.
2: Okay, I'll make this quick. BetMGM today for new bettors. Ten bucks. Pick the Rams or Bengals. Either team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200. It does not get better than that. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. You have to use the bonus code SB200. Okay, it's SB200 for new bettors. Go to BetMGM.com or simply download the app. It's 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Lombardi Line, VSIN, the sports betting network. It's Super Sports Betting Sunday here on vSIN. I'm going to formally introduce... Thomas Gable in a second. Michael, I just wanted to say to you because we had the connection issues, you didn't hear Charlie Weiss. He essentially said all things considered equal as far as turnovers, he likes the Rams big. You like the Rams, and then you just heard Phil Sims, he likes the Rams. There's a a little bit of a thread with those in the know kind of building here.
3: You know, what I was saying to Thomas here next to me is I think anybody who watches tape and studies football sees the Rams as the better team. I mean, that's just – that's not – but – What Charlie said in the interview was that mojo is a factor. And as someone who's never bet on anything before in his career until I started working at Visa, and I still don't bet, but I give out advice, sometimes the tape lies. You've got to handicap the game more than just the football element. And I think that's ultimately – I think all football people think the Rams are going to dominate the game. People that study the tape, watch the tape, know the matchups. I think there's no doubt about that. However,
6: there's always that mojo that comes into play, T.G. Our buddy Thomas Gable. Hi, buddy. Yeah, not only Mojo, but Patrick, uh, hello, good morning. Good morning. But one of the things that Patrick just touched on, he mentioned, turnovers. Yep. Turnovers is going to be, yep. you know, that could be the Achilles heel for the Rams. Uh, I think that could sink them. So
3: I think that's it. I mean, if they play a clean game, like Charlie said, yep. and, Phil, and the way I see they'll play the game, because I think he'll run it and try to play a clean game, I think that gives them a tremendous favor, and I think he'll control the pace of the game. This is their moment.
6: Yeah.
2: Our teammate, of course, race and sports book director Thomas Gable joins us, and thank you, Thomas, because I know it's a busy day. By the way, coming up in about 13 minutes, Billy Walters and Brent Musburger. As a bookmaker, I would imagine, Thomas, you'd be excited to hear this conversation with Billy Walters.
6: Oh, absolutely! I'm glad that uh, we weren't in business legally in Jersey when uh, he was in his heyday. So, uh, uh, no. I'm, listen, I'm sure Billy got down in Jersey and you know Philly and New York uh, back then, but uh, it, you know we weren't we weren't operating legally back in those days. So, well, there could be another Billy Walters be,
3: moving to Vegas sure. too. I got one coming. He's four and a half years old. Yeah. He might be. Well, he could be the next guy. <laughs> yes. he, he could be the next Billy
2: Walters. Dom Walters is coming <laughs> to town. <laughs> okay, Dom, Dominic Lombardi yeah, Walters. That's yes. right. Let's. Let's uh, let's set it up. It looks like we're starting to see some Ram money trickle in. We're up to 195 and four and a half here. How about there regionally at the Borgata?
6: Yeah, so we're at four and a half. Uh, the the money line two two dollars uh, for the Rams on the money line, and that's really where our liability lies here. Uh, we're we're actually uh, 175 offering here on the Bengals money line, uh, but. of the tickets on the side is on Cincy, 63% of the money on the spread there is on Cincy here, and uh, 54% of the tickets is on the over uh, of 48.5, and And that total right now sitting uh, at 48.5, we will have a decision uh, as it stands right now. Probably need the under to come in there, Uh, and again, that kind of sets up to what we were discussing earlier this morning, which was, uh, do we think the Bengals are going to uh, try to continue to run the ball here on first down and look to really uh, waste some clock and uh, and slow the game down? That, slow you know. the
3: game down. That's right. Yeah, I think that's the question. And and I think, to Thomas, the big question that I have is, you know, McPherson, when you get to that 37, 38-yard yeah. line, he's making it. Are you going to be aggressive on third and eight at that point on your play call, or are you going to just know that you got the kick coming, or are you going to go for it? At field on fourth down knowing that if you just one more first down you get it. I think that's the pressure on Zach Taylor and I think what Phil Simms said was so true. Burrow recognizes how the game is going. Not a lot of coaches do nor players and he plays the game that way which I think gives them an advantage certainly. I think it's, uh, it's critical so uh, I mean I, look I like the Rams. Everything about football tells me the Rams but that mojo factor does
2: come into play. How's the prop market over there at the Borgata shaping up here Thomas?
6: It's uh, heating up uh, for sure. We uh, we actually took a uh, seventy-five thousand dollar wager on um, Stafford to throw an interception, uh, at least one interception today. Uh, that's uh, juiced to one hundred and fifty if you want the over there of the half. So uh, uh, need uh, Stafford to have a clean game. I'm not sure that's going to uh, happen, but. Uh, we're certainly rooting for that, and uh, also the uh, the Mixon uh, some uh, some Mixon props here. The Mixon receiving yards of 26 and a half. That's getting hit to the over yeah, here like as well. Too. Mm-hmm. I like that.
3: We talked yeah, about think, that one a I think earlier. he's got to be a factor. And, and I think what we talked about, slowing down this Rams rush, you're going to throw a bunch of different screens, you know, tight end screens, back screens, all different kind of crossway screens, option screens. I, I think Mixon has got to make some
6: plays in the pass game. There's no doubt.
2: Hey, Thomas, yeah, Ma- if I mean. Oh, please, I'm sorry, Thomas, please.
6: No, I mean, for, for us for the liability in the props, of course, we, we, we talked about it uh, a week ago or so, with the first touchdown scorer, uh, such a popular prop, and uh, liability in that one really lies with the two quarterbacks for us, and uh, again, uh, just those who are betting it, a PSA, uh, again, the quarterback, if you're betting the quarterback to be the first touchdown scorer, they have to run it in, or have to rush it in, or... And the uh, off chance that they catch a pass there uh, on a touchdown it does not, it does not count as a win if they pass for a touchdown. Yeah, you had to bring up so, the Philly um, special.
2: They? They yeah, had to, yeah. Up, yeah. <laughs> you had to bring up Nick Foles. The, <laughs> it man, does happen. It does happen. happen. <laughs> I, Philly special. May I ask you, are you three first half Rams laying it?
6: Yes. Yes, okay. we are. We are uh, three in the first half. And, uh, again, uh, people are betting uh, the Rams first half. They're laying the three for sure. And, um... Uh, the actually the the under there in the first half is also getting bet uh, that is three and a half right now is what that total sitting at Michael's
2: leaning over on the game I can I know that yeah I
6: am. you no are doubt. so you no like doubt. that 48 yeah, no. and a half
3: over I do. I think it's going to be a little bit of an offensive game. I mean, look, the, the the Rams are good on defense, 18% allowing third downs, only six third down conversions. But I think as we saw in the Buck game, if, when they get a little tired, they're going to be able to, if they get this lead, I think the Bengals will continue to be able to nibble away at it. I think it's going to be a game that, that will pr- process itself in the fourth quarter as a separation. And the, I think the Rams win the game, there's no doubt in my mind, assuming, as Charlie said, Phil said, t- you know, you can't turn the ball over. You can't give them extra possessions because this is where the Bengals have generated a lot of
2: success is creating those turnovers. So I know you mentioned, but you're going to need, is there going to be a big decision or are you pretty much split?
6: Uh, no, there's not going to be a big decision here, um, at least the way that we sit currently, and, and that's what you want here, certainly on Super Bowl Sunday. You you want to, uh, there isn't necessarily a sharp side in the Super Bowl. There never is. You just want to continue to, to book as much as you can and balance it out. And um, right now, there's there's no big decision. Now, of course, you know, it doesn't mean that somebody isn't going to come in and drop a couple hundred thousand dollars uh, on, on a side or, you know, on a total. Uh, that's... Will more than likely happen as it always does every year, so uh, but right now, as we sit we 're in, we're in very good shape for the game, uh, pretty balanced action, uh, both uh, side and total again, a little bit of a decision on on the total there we 'll need the under but uh, overall, we'll, we'll be in good shape.
3: Okay, do heading... you get a lot of action at halftime? Will you get a lot of action at halftime?
6: Re- yeah, and oh, actually, yeah. so obviously you can also bet it in play, right? You can bet uh-huh. bet side total. And we're actually going to be offering some props in play today as well. Oh, so good. you can do some player props uh, as the game goes. Uh, so, so look at if you're, if you're here, uh, you can certainly do that as well.
2: Michael, I got to get, we got about two minutes. I want to get an official play from Michael Lombardi, Super Bowl 56. I'll give you four and a half and 48 and a half on the number. I like the Rams 31 20. (laughs) That is a Rams cover and an over a correlation with the favorite and over from Michael Lombardi. Will you take his action there Thomas. Sure.
6: We'll, we'll take anybody's action. No well,
2: no, no that's, by the way, it's not I got Michael's guy's action. action. Do we have, we got our buddy Dom making a play? Because we know to Dom, the king, yeah. the king, yeah. king is making a play he's here. He's got
3: action. He's got it. He's got it. We'll see if we can roll the video. I don't know if you can there hear There he is, him in the Michael. Video, but
2: there he is. There he is. He's now, got we the don't two have helmets
3: f- in his hand. Look. Like, we don't He's have audio, but he is he dominant. Look at him. Look at my man. For the Look Dominic fan man.
2: club, he is on the Rams. Is that correct, Michael? He's on the Rams.
3: That's right. He's on the Rams. He okay. had the Rammies. He called them the Rammies in the video. <laughs> the points. Not the money line. Not right? the Lying undefeated Cardinals. Not the
2: points.
3: undefeated Cardinals. He's laying the Rammies. <laughs> He's talking to the Rammies. got to love it.
2: So. First off, Thomas, good luck today. It's going to be a busy day there at the Borgata. Coming up next, Michael, and I'll let you, we got a minute to go, a sit-down with Brent Musburger and Billy Walters, two of the greatest of all time, one-on-one coming up in just about a minute. Thoughts on that?
3: Well, I, I, I'm sure Brent's going to have him pick a game, and certainly that'll, that's going to get ready for the action to come in on that once Billy announces <laughs> who he's getting. I think that's going to be the best part of this, is you want to see steam? This is truly steam, Billy Walters, when he decides if he's going the over and who he's picking, so that, I'm excited. I mean, look, it's two of the greatest of all time, talking at one of the greatest restaurants in the world, so there's a lot of greatness in that conversation. It is monumental. And Mr. Is
2: there too. <laughs> And Jimmy's yep. going to be Vaccaro sitting with him as well. It's monumental, yep. and you can watch the Whole interview go to vcin.com thank you very much enjoy the game today boys appreciate it thank you patrick thank, thank you, you matt santos okay thank you everybody behind the scenes everybody did a hell of a job today our coverage continues all the way through the super bowl follow the money but next brent Musburger and billy walters exclusively here on vSIN, the sports betting network